And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better. First into the narrative of the book of Acts we travel to understand the things the Lord doth require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. Last week, we touched lightly on the principle of risk. Bible-believing Christians need to be aware that frequently our faith will be tested by our willingness to risk. For each one of us, God has called us to be a people of faith. That means at certain times, at the command of Jesus, we put our leg over the edge of the boat. Ooh. Next, people see our faith. The people see our lack of faith and see our the good part of faith and the bad part of our faith. So by what we do and by what we say, we're witnesses for the kingdom of God. We either witness for it or against it. Either one, depending on us. But somebody somewhere is watching. They're always watching. Even the angels, the angels are watching. What? That's a scary thought. Even the angels are watching. What does that mean? And finally, the people knew that there was a miracle that took place. This isn't the text we're going to be reading. Even the people that didn't want to acknowledge it knew it happened. People compartmentalized the miracles of God. It's either fake, a coincidence, a freak happening, or the hand of God. Every person will have to give an account of how they processed the miracles of God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. That's good. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483, just to let people know. I'm getting now so many texts, it's getting hard to reply to everybody. It's just like, so it's crazy. It's like, wait, I have to stay here like 10 minutes later sometimes on the show just to reply to texts. Does so, anybody not want to, they don't want to talk to me? I I don't. We're gonna have to find out. This they don't know what's going on, so I haven't said anything. So I'm like, okay. You, you have to talk to to, to to awesome Jen. Your time is slipping away. How about that? Uh, anyway, so you can text two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can do that. You can talk to the most fantastic board person, programmer, radio director, person who runs the entire station. So without her, Don would be very sad person. Awesome Jennifer, if you call 972-445-0770, that's 972-445-0770. Did you like that one? That was just like, you're just in charge of everything. I that's, mean, it's, well, it's the truth. <laughs> that's what people don't understand, how actually true it is that all roads 
at KAAM. Lead back to me. <laughs> run through Jennifer. Oh, do. oh, Don, Don paid for the road. But they all those roads run through Jennifer. I'm just saying. Just like, all of them. All of them. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, keep in mind, folks, that this is not professional radio. We just proved that just now. I mean, if you can't figure that out, I, I can't help you. It's just radio. It's an opportunity for you to engage any topic that's on your mind. Remember, it's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. And that means for your questions you might have or thoughts or opinions or ideas, or you want to just share something that the Lord's been working on in your life and you want other people to know about it, or you have a question about what the Lord's working on in your life, or you have a prayer request where we can get everybody combining our faith together to believe God for a moment and for a miracle. Nothing wrong with that. We do it all the time, and we love to do it. We also do Bible trivia. Here's your first Bible trivia question. Should not be that difficult, but you are going to be warned now Question two and three in the next segments, a little sneaky. That's all I'm going to say. But this one, in the Garden of Gethsemane, which of the three disciples did Jesus tell to watch with him in prayer? So he had his disciples. They're all at the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And he told three of them specifically to watch with him in prayer. Which three disciples was that? If you think you know the answer, you can call us as soon as I can find our phone number. Oh, here it is. Uh, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Normal rates apply. I don't know what that means. Uh, you can text 214-210-8483, or you can email david at hemustincrease.org, which again leads us to the website, which again Bang the radio red tomorrow. Go to the website. Check out hemustincrease.org. Website hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. There you go. Okay, five, the question, and then i got to go into the expository teaching at the Garden of Gethsemane. Which of the three disciples did Jesus tell to watch with him in Prayer. If you know that answer, text in, or you can call in and say hi to Jen. Remember, your time is getting short with Jen. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, 972-445-0770. Do we have our expository really brilliant, really expensive clip? Do we have that one there? The one that says expository Thursday or... Wow! 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 All I can say is wow! 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 All I can say is, wow. Was that it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> then I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we're so cheap. <laughs> Just saying, that's our clip for an intro. I think it was taken from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of complexity there, folks. I, I think everybody can understand what's going on. I hope so. Anyway. All right. Somebody's calling in. <laughs> Just, I just think it's wonderful that we have such great in-depth commitment to all of our levels of entertainment. See, our whole process here is we're into the, you know, we educate, we encourage, and we entertain. It's just the last E of our mission statement is a little small sometimes. It's just a little off kilter. All right, so we're going to see if somebody's going to answer the trivia. So I'm going to give, I'm going to do that stall thing that I always do. So don't take your eyes off the road, though. Everybody make sure you're driving safe uh, or listening at home. Are we ready for somebody to answer trivia? We are. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Joanne. 
Joanne. Hi. Hi. I love you guys. All right. Now, you guys, now I know, I know you know this answer. I just know with all my heart you guys know this answer. So if you can do it together, that'd be impressive. Here we go. Uh, The question in the Garden of Gethsemane, which of the three disciples did Jesus tell us to tell him to them to watch with him in prayer? Who did he say that to? Peter. James and John. Peter, James, and John. That is correct, Amundo. <laughs> Thank you. That's... That is so funny that's... that you guys did that together. Elena, she's safe with us sometimes. She's special needs, but she knows her Bible. <laughs> Excellent job. Very good job, little sister. That is wonderful. That is great, great news that, that she's got that you. together. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. We love you and have a wonderful rest of the day. We're enjoying the show. I'm <laughs> so great. glad. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. Uh, I mean, how do you not love that? All right. So uh, I want to just finish up, and that's good because we only have a little bit of time, and I just want to take a little bit of time on this one point. And as you know, we're in Acts chapter 3, and remember what we talked about. I just want to kind of go back to this again. Peter said in, in verse 6, Silver and gold I do not have. What I have I give you in the name of Jesus of Naz- Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Now, why I am one of those people that love this kind of weird stuff is not because of the shows that so many quote-unquote evangelists have done or uh, the the real sincere ones who've prayed over people and healings have taken place. It's funny that more healings take place outside of the United States than in the United States because the United States is much more uh, education-oriented and much more science-oriented. But what I find amazing is that Peter took the guy by the hand and then picked him up. And that risk factor, that's the thing that I want you to understand. In your Christian journey, we talked about this the other day, about works not being what saves you, but they certainly declare the reality of your faith. I mean, if you never do anything in faith, how real is that faith? It's kind of like, me. it's kind of squishy. The idea behind this is that some of those things that the Lord asks us to do in faith are, are enormous, and we have to step up. And some things that the Lord asks us to do are small, but still require faith or confidence. And what it all comes down to, this is the image I have in my mind every time I think of faith. What it all comes down to is Peter in the boat, Jesus on the water, and then Peter goes, well, it's really you, <laughs> which, is, which is, I think, that's how we said it. <laughs> it's just me. It's like, if that's really you, then let me come out on the water. And Jesus goes, come on out. The water's fine. The moment he takes his leg and puts it over that edge of the boat, that's faith. That's the risk. And God may present something to you. And you might be like going, there's just no way. That'd be like walking on water. Of course, the next verse in the text says Peter walked on the water. So perhaps, yes, Jesus was not the only water walker. Perhaps we should be willing to put our leg over the edge of the boat.
right? That's faith. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know, a little bit. Tell me the show's all about you. Well, this segment is. Okay. (laughs) It's not about the show, but I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called Joke Time. Is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, Pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in Scripture, and they think that it applies to all processes. So somebody actually said to a member at our station, you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians. And it's like, wrong answer. This is why we do the thing called read. That's always fun. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 says this, in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from. It's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no? The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I use, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together really, really needs really needs to like relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay, now we got a trivia question. I got this question and the next question. This question's not as sneaky as the next one, which is my way of saying this one's okay. The next one's a little sneakier, but get ready. You got to think, okay? I'm telling you, telling you ahead of time, you got to think. According to Matthew's Gospel, who rolled away the big stone in front of the tomb of Jesus after the earthquake? Who rolled away the big the big stone in front of the tomb of Jesus after the earthquake? 
Okay? That's the question. Just going to kind of leave it there. You'll understand when we get to the third question why, why we're doing that. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. People always say, well, why do you keep repeating the numbers? Because new people listen to the show. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not brilliant, but new people do listen, so you do want to let them know. Uh, in the meantime, I have a joke. It is neither spiritual nor wise, which is my way of saying uh, you're on your own on this one. Before I do the longer joke, I will do the shorter original joke. Ready? All right, here you go. What was the name of the Hebrew prophet who split the red the red the red tree forest boy I did that wrong what's the name of the hebrew prophet who split the red tree forest do you want to know the name the name mooses <laughs> instead of moses oh, yeah god no <laughs> mooses mooses instead of moses oh, come on. <laughs> mooses all right fine here we go now, this joke is funny, and for those that get offended on the jokes, just turn the volume down. You need about 70 seconds. All right. Manny was almost 29 years old. Most of his friends had already gotten married, and Manny just bounced from one relationship to the next. Finally, a friend asked him, what's the matter? Are you looking for the perfect woman? Are you that particular? Can't you find anyone who suits you? No, Manny replied. I meet a lot of nice girls, and as soon as I bring them home to meet my parents, my mother doesn't like them, so I keep on looking. Well, listen, his friend suggested. Why don't you find a girl who's just like your dear old mom? Many weeks passed before Manny and his friend got together again. So, Manny, did you find the perfect girl yet? One that's just like your mother? Manny shrugged his shoulders. Yep. I found one just like my mom. My mother loved her, and they became great friends. Excellent. So are you and this girl engaged yet? Nope. I'm afraid not. My father can't stand her. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not a bad one. All right. <laughs> People are like, you can't do that. We just did. All right. Uh <laughs> Okay. Uh, according to the Matthew Gos Matthew's Gospel, who rolled away the big stone in front of the tomb after the earthquake? Who, who rolled away the big stone in front of the tomb, uh, of Jesus' tomb, after the earthquake? See, now some, some people thought it was funny. I got some texts in there. Okay, well, uh, only 20%, but hey. It's better than nothing. All right, let's go back to the text. This is a wonderful, wonderful element. I want to make sure that we get this and understand what's going on. Uh, we picked it up from, Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have. What I have I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Cool. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Okay? Very important for people to understand, you, me, everybody, that whether we are aware of it or not, people see our faith. Not, I'm not talking about when you're in your 
you know, the prayer time and it's private or whatever, but by our words and by our actions, people hear and see a witness. People saw this guy. Now, we're going to get into the, the depth of the miracle in the next segment. But the guy, who's somebody who, by the way, had not walked, remember? He's been, been lame from his mother's womb. So this is a guy that's never done it before. It's like, wow, you're killing me, right? This guy just got up. He's leaping. He stood up. He's walking. He's, he enters the temple. He's never been able to go in the temple before. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but he couldn't go in being lame. So now he gets to go in the temple. This is like... This is like the day of like uh, you know like his twenty first birthday or if it's bar mitzvah or something like that. It's like a fantastic, unbelievable mar- or the time he gets married or the, when they get their first kid. This is huge, and so this healing again, just like Jesus, doesn't just affect him physically; it affects him socially because now he can go inside the temple. He's no longer kept at a distance. He will no longer be shunned as somebody outside the temple, too lame to enter in. He's walking, he enters, he's praising God, which would be the right response anytime God does something fantastic in your life. And the people saw him. And that's the thing that I believe that a lot of Christians are not aware of, even in their workplace or wherever they are. I got to tell you, I have to be careful with the bumper stickers that I put in my car. You want to know why? Because I'm, I'm not the best driver. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad witness to cut somebody off at 89 miles an hour in the slow lane, isn't it? <laughs> and you think, no, no. I mean, you got to really, you've got to be aware that people see you from all over the place. We're not even talking about Ephesians chapter 3, uh, 10, 11, 12, where it talks about that the church is on display to manifest the wisdom of God to all the authorities and powers in heavenly places, which is the nicest way to say all the world is a stage. You don't think William Shakespeare came up with that by himself, do you? The world is on display. We're always on display. God is demonstrating his wisdom through the church to the principalities and powers in higher places in the heavenly places continually. That's you and me on the big screen television in heaven 24-7. And you think, well, no, not, not 24-7, Dave, because there's some things I don't want to be played on there. Tough. They're played. Because the Lord demonstrates his wisdom through the church. Not just at church meetings. In individual temples, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, each one of us. It's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know that gnawing feeling somebody's watching? You're right, they are. <laughs> it's just not who you think it is. So the understanding is people are always checking it out, and you and I might not even be aware that they're seeing us or hearing us. You have to think about acts where Paul and Silas are in there, and they're in chains, and what are they doing? They're praising God, even though they're in chains. They're they're probably thinking they're going to die. They're thanking the Lord. They're giving praise. They're singing psalms. They're singing hymns. And the Scripture says, and the prisoners heard them. Now that, my friends, that's a witness. 
And so you go through a circumstance and you tell people. And sometimes you, you, it's nothing wrong with being real with people. I'm not telling you to be phony. I hate that stuff, that that phony baloney. I hate that Ananias and Sapphira stuff. It's just irritating. Drives me crazy. It's like, don't just be yourself. That's fine. And if you make a mistake, own it and, and, and be the normal, regular person, human being that you are, the one who's saved by the grace of, the, of God Almighty through the redeeming work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be that person. But be aware that your faith that you speak and you communicate is continually making a message. Continually. And I understand that, you know, the world and social influencers and they always have a message and da 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 da. None of those messages have any impact on eternity except to dull people towards eternity. You, a Christian, a Bible believing, born again Christian, have an ambassadorship, a responsibility before God to represent Him. That doesn't mean you're going to be exactly like God, so let's not get weird on that. But we need to have a faith that people can see. We need to have a faith that people go, whoa, whoa, I can't. You had this happen to you. You're just like, I can't believe you have that, that attitude, that confidence, that thankfulness. Right. Always be ready to give people an answer for the hope that is in you. Right? That's what the passage says. Always be ready to give them an answer. You know why I have that? Because of Jesus. And again, does that mean you'll do it perfectly? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. In fact, the more honest you are, the better off you are, because then you don't have to try and remember what you said here. Just be who you are. You're God's masterpiece. Yeah, you got a lot of work to be done on you, but he's already seeing the completed picture. That's how he deals with you, as the completed picture. And in the meantime... You know, what is it? I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's knitting or whatever, where you do those those things where you, um, one side has this beautiful picture, and on the back side is all the strings are in all these different, or crochet or something like that, and it's all the weird different sizes and colors, and it looks really, but from the front side, you can see it, it's a beautiful picture. That's God's view. That's what God gets to see, right? I mean, is that just awesome or what? Just think about how God is making this picture, and it's perfect. Just let him make the picture, be who we are, but be a person of faith. Express that faith. Be a witness. Just don't try and be perfect about the whole thing. That's the thing that really bugs people. That bugs me, anyway. Uh, okay, let me give you an answer to the trivia question, because I don't remember if we get—we did not give uh, answer to this trivia question. According to Matthew's Gospel, who rolled the big stone away in front of the tomb after the earthquake? That would be the angel, for those that are unaware of this, the angel of the Lord. He then sat on the rock. <laughs> I never think of an angel sitting down. I think I'll take five. Oh, nice. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. 
There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique enemy? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get they get really upset and they go, Well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The the, the problem there is, you know, that that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of, that Christians do not recognize. That that word where it says, for the Word of God is alive, is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, Behold, I am alive, and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the word of God, it becomes something altogether different. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay, now remember I told you that the last trivia question was kind of a lead up for this trivia question. Trying to kind of help you out there. Here's the next trivia question, but you got to think, think, think. According to Matthew's Gospel... Who rolled in place the big stone before the earthquake? Ooh, oh, 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 wait, you went the other side of that. Uh-huh. Who rolled it in place? So we already found out who rolled it away. That was the angel. Okay? Now you're going to have to be in Matthew 27. You're going to have to be in Matthew 27. I love you guys, but you can really listen to me. You need to be in Matthew 27 to make sure you get this one a little tighter. That's all I'm going to give you. 
I can't I can't give you more. It's not fair if I give you more, but I will I will tell you this is a great uh, a challenging question, and uh, you should think it through. <laughs> Uh, Matthew 20. I'm trying to help you guys, okay, because everybody's getting it wrong. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Wow, I haven't seen that before. Uh, that's the trivia question. I'll just do it one more time just to make sure everybody's got uh, – we're, we're in there. And all I'm going to say to you is Matthew 27, 59 and 60. Verse 59 and 60. Please look. Please look. Uh, Matthew 27, 59 and 60. That, I'm going to tell you that. Uh, don't go by memory for some of you. Uh, according to Matthew's gospel, who rolled away, rolled away the big stone, uh, or rolled in the big stone in front of the tomb before the earthquake? Who did that? All right. Kirk is the only person who's got it right so far. Wow. Wow. Ah, Joy just picked up on it. Got it. All right. So uh, now let's see. What am I doing there? Oh, we're doing history. Okay. I know we're doing something. What are we doing? We're doing history. All right, uh, Captain, you ready for history? You ready to? Okay, here we go. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, so while you guys are searching for those answers, remember this is who rolled it there in the first place before the earthquake. Okay, that's the only thing I'm going to tell you. Uh, that's the last chance I can give you on that one. Here's our history. Today is National Dog Day. Okay, well, I got a couple of dogs. Love Levi. Levi's like my fave dog. We have Bert. Bert's newer. And I'm just going to say we've had Levi for 11 years. Uh, Bert is learning the ropes. But last night he was learning the ropes at 1145, 150, and 315. Seems to me he needs to learn a little bit more about ropes. That's all I can say. Uh, today is National Toilet Paper Day. Not a big deal unless we're about a year ago, <laughs> right? And they're like, wait, what happened? Wait. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when Johnny Carson, a lot of you guys will remember. Hopefully you can remember. Uh, Johnny Carson, when he said there was something about toilet paper going on, and he actually created a shortage from The Tonight Show because people went out and bought a ton of toilet paper. <laughs> Whoops. And I got in trouble for it. National Cherry Popsicle Day. Totally on board for that. Love popsicles. I'm a big popsicle fan. Love, 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 love. Uh, For those that do not know, in 1929, the first U.S. roller coaster was built on this day in 1929. And finally, finally, I love this. 1987, on this day, the Fuller Brush Company announced plans to open two retail stores in Dallas, Texas. The company had only sold its products door-to-door for about 81 years before they did that. There you go. Isn't that good? Okay. All right. If you're going to call in on the trivia question, remember to call 972-445-0770. And then if you're going to text in on the trivia, 214-210-8483. Oops, somebody calling in. Oh, I'm hoping we get this right. Oh, I'm hoping we get this right. Oh, I'm hoping we. (laughs) That's my way of saying a lot of people are getting it wrong. So hopefully we're going to get it right. There could be a new voice answering that phone. I I don't know. Is that a new voice? We, we haven't talked about that. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, is the person ready to answer the trivia question? Okay, let's have the little ringer. Let's get it. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Van. Hey, how are you? It's been a long time since I've heard you. How are you? 
Yeah, I'm in on vacation. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That's a nice vacation. That's really good. Went, All right, went I, to Ohio, yeah. You went to Ohio. That was a vacation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give that to you. I had to do it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. Now, this trivia question has got a lot of people kind of like, uh, not mad, but they're wrong. Uh, here's what the question is. So we know that the angel rolled it away after the earthquake, but who uh-huh. rolled the stone in place prior, according to Matthew 27, 59, and 60? Who put that stone in there in the first place? Well, after Joseph and Arimathea laid Jesus in the tomb, he sealed it up with a stone. That is right! You are a winner! That is so good! a really tough question isn't it i think i think when i first thought it i thought at first didn't the soldiers do it but the soldiers secured it what they did was they took what the stone was and they secured it and put up sentries and and made sure that it couldn't be moved but it was joseph arathea that did it initially that's so good the roman sealed it yeah you're you're a genius that's what i'm gonna go with okay i know (laughs) you come back from ohio you're back in texas you're a genius that just proves it Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it so much. God bless y'all. God bless you. Bye-bye. Oh, wonderful. I heard from a while. That's just great. All right. Uh, so I'm not going to give all the information away, but I will say that there is somebody new uh, that has been uh, participating with us throughout the show. So I want to give people just a brief chance to have him say, is it okay if you say hello? Is that okay if you do that? Hello. Hello. That's so good. <laughs> see, see, I asked him to say hello. Hello. See, okay, you could have gone, hello, 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 hello. Hello. Right. Okay. Can you introduce yourself real quickly? I am Captain Chris. Captain Chris! Captain Chris is now joining. He's on board. He's on the 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 David Spoon Experience ship. He we're, we're hoping that he doesn't jump uh, off the ship right away because we want him to have a chance to enjoy it. But you're going to hear be hearing more from Captain Chris. He's going to be uh, stepping into the place, taking over for Terrific Tea. Uh, Jennifer, amazing Jennifer's been training him. He's been uh, going through the process, so he's already there on the board. Pretty impressive on the first day. Pretty good job. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. Let's get into the rest of our teaching. The one thing I want to tell you, I'll be careful how I do it because I'm going to probably break this up in two parts. But as you will see, it says this in verse 8 in Acts chapter 3. So leaping, he stood up and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew that it was him who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. Now, I want you to—the reason you have to understand this is how important and and how critical this is. They knew that it was the same guy. So what happens is they do this—Peter and John are involved in this amazing miracle. It's just like, wow. Guy never walked before. Now the guy's walking. The guy's walking into the temple. And those people who had been in that temple, they'd been in the temple many times before it was a requirement. And for those that want to know the the logistics, there's basically nine gates. Uh, and uh, the largest gate was the Corinth gate. And that's what they'd often call the, the beautiful gate. But that that's nothing to do with anything. Here's what matters. 
the people knew this guy. They'd seen him for years. So why that's important, I'm going to give you, I'm going to split it up on purpose, but why that's important is this. They knew that something happened. They didn't know exactly what happened, but they knew, oh, something happened. Because that's the guy that hasn't walked in here for 40 years. And the thing that I want to say in the nicest possible capacity is when God does miraculous work on our physical being, it's not cheesy. <laughs> what do you think? What? Okay. It's not, did something happen? I don't know. I can't tell. No, that's not how that works. When God does something, you know. It's like, wow, this guy's never walked before. Now he's walking in the temple. He's bouncing up and down. This guy, oh, man, this is, and I. the reason I bring that up is God doesn't do cheesy. I didn't say God doesn't like cheese. I said God doesn't do cheesy. He doesn't do cheesy miracles. There's not a, you know, you know, don't look at the man behind the behind the, the curtains or the kind of thing. It's nothing like that. When the Lord does something, he does it. When God does a miracle, that miracle is known. It's we're gonna talk about how it can be misinterpreted. I get that, but I don't want you to misunderstand who it is you serve. God doesn't, it's not sleight of hand. It's not, oh, that's impressive. This guy had never walked before, and now he's bouncing around like, you know, like a pogo stick. And it's like, that's amazing, right? That should be the response when a work of God is done in and amongst us. That, that line right there, that's amazing. That should be what we are impressed by. Not, what? Okay. Get it? All right, we'll take our break and come back. I'm going to really dive into that. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless, or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. 
And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing, except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone for more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. Is the David Spoon experience or the president of Focus on the Family? When you got that position, I'm talking the initial moment that you knew you were getting that position. Were you thinking, "What"? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Given my background, I was going, "No, no, no." In fact, I got home, said to my wife Jean, "This is what I've been asked today," and she looked at me and said, "Who would have thunk it?" that summed it up that was that entire day i was just like oh my goodness my wife and i used to pray for the poor guy coming behind dr dobson (laughs) now you were praying for yourself you didn't even know it that's exactly right does he have a sense of humor or what that's great stuff excellent material and an excellent interview jim i really appreciate it uh you did a great job and i just want to thank you for uh, my whole heart just for all the work that you're doing for the people that you're blessing and for this project that you guys have been working on on irreplaceable nice job thanks david sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I will give props now. We have Captain Chris been hanging out with us. This is his first day. He's been working on the board. Amazing Jennifer's been training him, doing a great job. And you'll get a chance to hear more from him uh, as we listen to what I say. Ease him in. Hello. Uh, so that he can get a chance to kind of get used to it and feel comfortable and so on and so forth. You got you to gotta do that. That's what, uh, that's what we do with everybody. Uh, here's your next trivia question, a very interesting one, especially in lieu of yesterday. So we already talked about Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is what Jesus said uh, on the cross, and uh, we know that that was Psalm 22, verse 1. Uh, he was quoting that. Here is an interesting twist on the question, so I want you to get ready. When Jesus said that, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, who did people think he was calling out to? Okay, so there's a response from the crowd, like, he's calling out to who did people think he was calling out to when he when he said that? Mm, interesting, eh? And Joanne and Cordelia and little sister on target. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Now, let me check with Captain Chris. Did she show you how to do that for the, the website thing? Because we're going to want to remind them of the website because tomorrow is pay the rent for Radio Day. I don't like tomorrow. <laughs> So I want to remind you to go to the website, see if you can help in any way you can. Let's go ahead and do that. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email david at he must increase.org. Facebook, 
he must increase ministry. You too, he must increase ministry. Yeah, he's a pro already. Well, he was a pro anyway, but that's not the point. Uh, okay, so let's get into the rest of this text. Here's the thing that I really wanted to— You know how you'll have a point and you're trying to make— Like, when preachers preach— Okay, so let's they do they do a 30-minute message. Okay, I'm just going to— oh, Okay, so you're— Let's say they do a 40-minute message. <laughs> okay, that's more of That first 10 minutes is intro and get it going and get people into it. Then there's the body, you know, where you got between 12 minute 11 and 12 to maybe 20, 22, where it's like the real, the body of it. And then that's always like the key point where they get right at that after that 22, 23, 24. Bingo. That's where they go for it and where they give you the points. Well, this is the bingo part. (laughs) Just uh, just tell me the way it is. All right. Uh, he was leaping up, stood, and walked, entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. All of that to say this. What we and every person does with the miracles of God will be required before God in regards to accountability. All that you can come up with, this is one of the reasons why it's important to understand and to have maybe a keener sense on these great things that God has done. These simple, oh, God just answered the prayer. It's like, what do you you mean God just answered the prayer? It's huge. What are you talking about? That's enormous. And all that we do with the miraculous, all that we do with the testimonies of God, all that we do and how we respond to it and how we treat it, all of that has an accountability factor. And as much as you want to say, well, I mean, those are just really nifty little things and so on and so forth, that's not exactly how this goes. God will breach nature and destroy temporarily the the laws of physics and do something that we would call supernatural or miraculous and he will ask for an accounting of it and that is not just true for you although it is true for you but it's true for everybody because god will say to people i did this and how do you know that's true he does that in the Old Testament. That's how you know. He's already, he already does that. That's not even a new thing. He's like, well, I did this. I split the sea for you guys. What'd you do? You rebelled against me. That's been going on for a while. It's just how we think of it. And so the, the understanding, these people, they knew something happened, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Do you know what that created? Accountability. Because now they're going to have to either accept or reject. And that's a very powerful principle. So what I want you to, to get with me in this and to understand, I mean, I, I know it's kind of a weird thing to, to pray, but you want people to be sensitive, to be uh, have a heightened awareness that when the Lord does something, it catches their eye, it catches your eye, that we're aware of these great things that God has done because he's going to ask us about us. And the, the idea that one out of ten people who uh, were healed by Jesus in a group format, and only one out of ten returned to say thank you, that's all the testimony you need. That was not good. Jesus healed those ten, 
only one came back. And Jesus even made a statement about that, saying, well, that's really the only guy that really got saved. He just said it in a different format. My point is, Jesus, by the way, does heal people, and they don't always turn to him. I want to make sure you understand that. We should have a high level of appreciation and understanding that when the Lord does work, we should recognize, we should acknowledge it. Because it's miraculous. The littlest things, this is the thing the Lord's been challenging me in. So I'm, I'm, uh, how do you say? I like the big things. I like the, you know, I like the, I like the rainbows and the, the fireworks. And that's eh, just kind of guy. Uh, I like that. That, that stuff's fun. But I need to be aware that God, in His sovereignty, does these littlest things that are also important for me to recognize and not for me to either expect or skip over or show a lack of appreciation for. I think God has probably spared my life multiple times just on this drive back and forth to the from the station. I probably don't acknowledge that enough. That's what I'm trying to say, that there's got to be a greater awareness. God does things and then expects expects us to respond to that and, and engage with him in it. And these people knew this guy was healed, and now this is kind of setting up the whole situation where Peter's going to preach and the people are going to – some people are going to respond. You see what I'm saying? It's very important to understand. It's important – to understand uh, God will do what he wants no matter what the suspension is. So let's use this as, a, as an example. Enoch is a, a great guy. He didn't die, right? Well, he's supposed to die. He sinned. Yeah. Here's the answer. Too bad. God took him. <laughs> it's like, see, God is in charge, not us. He's in charge. And so when he does something, we are the ones that need to respond to him. We're the ones that need to yield to him. We're the ones that need to acknowledge him. I think what we do is we anticipate uh, things going well all the time and don't see that demons are attacking and there's darkness that's against us and God is protecting us on a regular basis. And, oh, by the way, there's probably a ton of angels that have you know, <laughs> been in situations that's helped us, and we're just so oblivious because we're so focused on us. I was like, eh, I probably got to do better than that. We got to do better. God does no cheesy thing in our life. He does great things. And what I love about this text and what we're going to talk about next week is this is a setup for where Peter's going to share the gospel again. And he goes into this whole process of why are you amazed? He's God. We should be in awe and appreciation on a continual basis of the goodness of God. Now, the whole reason that I did this and and kind of bring it to a close, is I want to pray for the audience. I want to pray for all of us to have a greater sense of heightened awareness of the work of God in our lives. Not just that major case, but the little things, because those are important to the Lord, and they should be important to us, okay? So what I want you to do is, you know, don't bow your head if you're driving, (laughs) okay? And don't close your eyes. <laughs> don't do weird things. Okay. Be normal. Thank you. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Let's just pray. I'm going to pray for a little extra. Okay. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. And we come before you in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we ask you for help in this prayer time from the Holy Spirit. We don't understand everything that you're doing. 
And we actually, actually, I don't think I understand many of the things that you're doing, but you are continually working on our behalf. You are continually pouring out your love for the sake of our best interests in this life. And though we're separated now, we won't be separated forever. We rejoice for that. We pray, Lord, that you would increase our sensitivity. Because our sensitivity gets dull from sin and just from being so self-focused and just thinking that we know it all or understand it all or have a grasp on it all or just because we're selfish. Help us to increase the sensitive part of us that can see your hand working in our lives in the smallest thing. Lord, when we have a a wonderful night of sleep that we would be appreciative, when we have a, a simple day, when you make it a quiet evening, that we would recognize the sovereignty of your love and your protection. You, you count the hairs on her head. You know everything about us. Thank you for that love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the love that keeps us going. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So my whole do- desire there for everybody in the audience is to just be more aware of the King of Kings. Okay? All right. Okay, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, the views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.